the Reverend Graham Taylor from Brotty Ferry in Scotland, back with you again. And today we're going to be thinking about being still and finding what God wants us to do with our faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to start by looking at a small portion of Psalm 46. I invite you when I get a chance to get out your Bibles and read the whole of the psalm, but a few lines will suffice to introduce our topic today. I'm going to start reading to you from verse 8 of Psalm 46 through to the end. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Almighty Lord is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. There is that powerful phrase, Be still and know that I am God. So let's now think about the times Jesus was still and knew God and knew God's will. And that changed the world. And the episode of Jesus being still and knowing God, I want to think about, comes from the Gospel of Mark. Early on in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1 in fact, and I'm going to read to you now from verse 29 through to 39. As soon as they had left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait in them. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. When they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone's looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Amen. The famous British violinist Nigel Kennedy once said that it takes about ten years to teach a youngster to play the fiddle. It is then only a matter of what they want to say with it. Well, I remembered that quote recently when I heard this story. Since some years ago, a photographer emerged who produced the most wonderful prints. Each was taken and processed with his own hands to absolute perfection. He won much applause and many prizes for his outstanding work. Then, without fanfare, he sold his cameras and other paraphernalia 
and dismantled his darkroom. He subsequently met one of his fellow enthusiasts who asked, Why did you give up? He replied, Because I had nothing to say. The question is then, what have we to say with our Christianity? How indeed do we express our faith in this moment? Recently I heard a very good talk to youngsters about conundrums. And in fact the questions I have just posed put us in a favourite place for conundrums, and that is a crossroads. For the usual way to express our faith and discussion of our faith is to take one of two pro-offered directions. Firstly, I could cajole you to go out and tell everyone you meet about your belief in Jesus. I could invite you to knock on your neighbour's door and drag them off to churches. I could even suggest you stand up on the corner of Main Street and preach the word. Now, if you feel like doing these things, well done. Alternatively, I could challenge you to take another path from the crossroads. Since we could express ourselves spiritually, by trying to meet the needs for food and health and education across your land and in the wider world. Indeed, there are a multitude of good causes that we could put our Christian signature upon and be genuinely speaking for God. However, there's another place available from any crossroads. And if I don't mean going back to where we started, what is the answer to that conundrum? Well, it's to remain at the crossroads centre. Now, in the face of it, that doesn't seem to be any way to say something about our beliefs. Yet if we think about it, we see that is exactly what Jesus was doing the time he took himself off and prayed in a solitary place. Since we see in the previous text from today's New Testament main reading that he was looking down the two avenues that I've already discussed the avenues of proclamation and also the avenues of charities, charitable service. However, he wasn't ready to commit exclusively to either. As a result, he stopped and stood and remembered the psalmist. For in the early morning dawn, he was still and knew God was God. He was static and knew that God was his strength and refuge. He was motionless. I knew his father would exalt him, no matter how he expressed his faith. So how does all this pan out for us? Well, in being immobile but active in thought, we have a better posture to hear what God is calling us to do. And there's nothing more important in this age of instant demands and attractions than being still and listening for God's voice. Jesus, too, might have been finding his initial goals, becoming a bit foggy with all the demands on him. Should he stay locally and sort its woes out? Or should he move on to the big time, taking the good news into a thirsty world? Well, as we know, in the end he chose the latter. But only after that moment of staying put, listening and refocusing on being still and knowing his God, as humanity's God. Similarly, being still in faithfulness helps others. It's not easy for people these days to find a reference point, an aiming mark or a rock to cling to. We can be all of these, all of these for those tossed in life storms 
are lost in a fog of indecision. Yet only if we can be strong, resolute and sure, we find that being like Christ. He stopped that early morning and realised that the whole godly mission to earth was dependent on him being the central pillar and the constant support to a very mixed bag of disciples. And in that first light, he was empowered by knowing the God of Jacob is our fortress. What to the point, if we do stand four square at the centre of different directions, we are better to point the right way ahead to others. Since if we want our faith journey to speak out, we need to use all the wisdom we have already gained. Because each of us has our own database. Our own database of tribulations surmounted, temptations foiled and battles won. Indeed, we do know the truth of Psalm 46. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Here then is the vision that we can make real within our expression of Christ. Since he too found on that lonely hillside the direction to go out and be a signpost, a signpost to his nation and age. During a recent holiday of mine I had this great idea for an exciting photograph. It would show cars speeding by a tranquil view of fields and hills. So I fiddled with the camera's controls and took my first shot. All I got was the back end of a jalopy ambling past. And another go, only to have the whole picture taken up by the side of a bus. Finally, I thought I had achieved the image I wanted. But it was the strangest thing ever. For there in the picture was the calm and steady landscape in the background. But no sign of the car swishing past. It had become the merest smear of colours, which was hardly detectable at all. The final lesson is clear. We can try to express our faith, or indeed any other aspect of our lives, by rushing here and there. We can fill our time with meetings and memos and minutiae. But in the end, the point is to change the landscape. And we do that best by being still and steadfast in the truth. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall, he lifts his voice and the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. Henri Cartier-Bresson, a famous French photographer, expressed himself not by taking endless snaps, but in choosing just the right moment to open the shutter. He called each of these shards of truth the decisive moment. Today we have heard that Jesus had a decisive moment on a dawn-lit hillside. He was still and fully knowing God knew how to make his faith speak. We too then could learn from him as we seek to express all that we hold dear. As we strive to say not just anything but the divine thing as we try, even for a few decisive moments, to change the picture of history. Let us pray. Lord God, help us to find time for you 
Help us to have time to be still and know that you are God. Help us to be still and know your will. Then let us go out and do it. Amen. We've come to the end of our time together for another month. I hope you have been uplifted by this podcast. And if you have found it enjoyable, you might like to subscribe to it. Alternatively, you could read my blogs, which you will find at wordpress.com under the title Ministers for Christ. And so, until we meet again, may the blessing of God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit go with you and yours this day and evermore. Amen. Thank you.